Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back again for another amazing week. How are you doing, Will? Oh, doing pretty good. (laughs) Can't complain. Um, Things are going well. Uh, I was pretty crazy active past few weeks, as I told you. (laughs) I know. uh, (laughs) That's hence all of our burnout podcast (laughs) episodes. You you know. But hopefully you took upon... Our suggestions and you're you're trying to, to, to I did. chill a little bit. I, okay. I, I I acted upon our own advice. <laughs> yes. I I did too. I am too. There we go. Did and am. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh before we jump in, I want to give us our music tip for the day, and it's actually very uh much related to what we're talking about. And the music okay. tip is to update your bios and your website. Mm. And uh, this is something that I have to do. As but, I say, uh, shame on Kenya. Shame on Kenya. Because Kenya sure enough needs to do that in but a this big is, way. Yeah. And, and especially if you're outsourcing your website and all these other things, it can get kind of daunting. But uh, for artists like Kenya, who are very active <laughs> and very busy and, and having have a lot of uh, performance dates and a lot of events and things going on, um, it's it's basically a way to document what's happening and it's a way for people to actually see how active and busy you are and, and, you know, just consistent and it it lends itself to your consistency. So uh, the website may be a little longer, but your bio, definitely you can do that on your own. And uh, when you're sending that out to venues and other people, uh, they need to have updated stuff. You can't be having uh, what you did back in 2006, you know, so. Right. right. Yep. That is a message to Kenya because I <laughs> sure enough need to update. And if you, if, if you're not a strong writer, you know, cause bios need to be done in third person and you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain, there's a certain art, you know, to, and, and talent in writing a really strong bio, no matter where you're at in your music career, um, you know, Consider having somebody else either, you know, help you with that or even consider even having someone write that for you. And um, yes, it does fall right in because uh, today's guest <laughs> is somebody well, this type of professional. This they they typically a, a lot of a lot of publicists, um, you know, can help with that. And I know at Creating Crimson, I actually have a bio writer that's a part of our team. So when there are artists developing artists who are really struggling with kind of getting that strong bio, we actually have somebody. So if, if you're just feeling completely lost, yeah, because it's that important, um, then, you know, feel free to contact us. Just email me at info at creatingcrimson.com and, you know, I can, we can do a consultation for free just to see what your needs are. So cool. Good tip. Good tip. So who we got today? (laughs) Who we got today? Well, I'm really excited. I'm always excited because we bring in such wonderful guests who bring in such interesting experiences. And I know that, you know, for the past several weeks, we brought in a lot of 
artist and kind of talk about what artists are doing. But today we get to bring in a, a music industry professional. And I always think that this is really important for artists to hear from because these are the people that make this machine go. It is, you know, <laughs> it's not just you having the talent. There is another machine that has to happen for you to yeah. go. And so um, I'd like to introduce um, a public relations professional or a publicist, Keisha Scott. Hi, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. Hi. how are you guys we're good we're good how are you i'm good no good 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 well i i'm a little biased when it comes to keisha because i think keisha is one of the best publicists i've ever worked with so i want to give you we should have a little applause going in the background (laughs) Uh, for so many reasons and you know i i could kind of write a book about my relationships with publicists it can be a little (laughs) bit of a difficult (laughs) i I hate to say it but it can be a little bit of a difficult relationship sometimes (laughs) but i will say that working with keisha it's always i think it's just her demeanor is uber chill and uber which which is rare i think for publicists um but she she's just you know laid back but yet still very um progressive and able to you know pay attention to detail in really creative ways so I could go on and on about you, but I'm going to let you go on and on about yourself. (laughs) If you could just open up by letting the audience know a little bit about what it is that you do um, and how you how you got there. Okay. Um, well, I first off, I'm a publicist, but I like to really focus in the online space, which traditionally publicists are really radio events, etc., Um, And I started really working at Music Choice in the marketing and branding department. And I was there for six years, just working side by side, getting artists and for the content programs we had going on at Music Choice. And after six years, I kind of wanted to dabble in a little bit more. I had a very corporate structure over there. Mm -hmm. And I had an opportunity to work in the marketing department at G-Unit. So I took that experience and kind of marketed um, artist releases and different albums from Young Buck to Tony Diego to Lloyd Banks, anyone that was under 50's Mm. roster. Okay. And then um, from there, things just started to shift in the marketing side. So all of these relationships we were having used to drive to print and then everything became digital. So I got an offer to work at a digital PR agency and I took the move just because I realized that this is where everything was going and I would either had to jump ship or kind of get left behind. (laughs) So I worked at the digital agency for a while called Ice Media and we worked great bands from a roster at Universal Records to Diesel to Swatch. And then after a while, I had enough... I guess you could say experience and connections to where I started working for myself. So here I am today, like 10 years later. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. So you've been working for yourself for 10 years as yeah. a publicist within. Yes. Honest. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay, uh, I know I can. Will and I try to go uh, back I, and forth, Keisha. I'm not going to take over. Go, go, Will. <laughs> okay. go, Will. <laughs> well, I, I know um, for my students, I want, I want them to, to listen to this podcast and also uh, get some direction. But 
what did you study in, in college and and what were some of the thing, I guess steps that you made in college to help prepare you for this? Okay. Um I would say in college I studied communications. Um, but at that time, I wanted to go into journalism. It, I wasn't even thinking about music. But when I graduated, um, my cousin had a job at KISS in New York City. Mm. And she told me to come and to give it a try. And there was an internship happening at Music Choice. So from that internship, kind of Caster Pilot like my career. So I would say the most important and critical advice is to really get in there and take those internship opportunities because that internship led to a six-year gig. Um, And then once I was in Music Choice, there was like this, this theme of having a mentor. So most of the younger employees that came in, we got mentors. And so I had Sir Music Charles. I had... Corin Vaughn, who just left Hot 97 to go into um, another realm of radio. And I had LaMonda Williams, who also worked in radio. So I had some really good mentors in front of me that really took me under their wing once I was at Music Choice. And then Corin, she actually encouraged me to get my master's. So when I my master's at Music Choice, it was actually in media. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I think, um, I, 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 my question is going to be kind of related to what exact, you know, how would you describe publicists? And I, I think I meet so many publicists who have these di- publicists who have these diverse backgrounds in mm-hmm. all kinds of aspects of media and not necessarily just, you know, PR. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of artists, you know, especially those who I coach who are independent developing, you know, just are like, I don't see the necessity or don't really understand what a publicist does, or they see that as, oh, well, that's, you know, way down the line. I I don't need to think about that right now. I guess, what are the benefits of an independent artist really looking at a publicist or should they not, should they wait and Um, grow more? I think the first step is understanding the various people who call themselves public and making sure that you're picking the right person. Um, Because you have some publicists that are considered plugs, if you will, that can get you into like the hottest party, get you smoozing around like the right people. Um, There's some publicists that really need you to have a buzz first before they can go in and get you different placements. And then you have publicists that know how to work you on the ground level and get you an online base, help um, expose you to the different media outlets online first. And I think those are the publicists to me, and I'm not being biased, but I think those are the publicists you need, especially in the beginning of your career. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's a really good... That's good because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I kind of will try to say that to people, but you just said that because <laughs> I'm like, no, you have to find out like what their relationships really are, you know, because or and, and you said it better. Like what what is it that they really are good at and what they do? Because if you are trying to get yourself, like you just said, more visibility online or whatever, but this person's relationships are really more event oriented, physical right. and live event oriented, then, you know, there's going to be a gap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so walk us through, um, 
So if say one, one client came on the, uh, let's say maybe the mid level, they're not just starting out. They have a following, a, a small following, but it's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a decent following. Um, what are some of the things that, that a publicist would do to help, uh, I guess, augment their career is, would it be uh, per project or would it be a longer campaign or what, what, what would be the approach? Well, I think the overall goal is to have an indefinite long campaign, right? You want to stay with your clients and you don't want them to start and go. So I think as an artist, I mean, it's hard to have a lot of content in the plan, but at least have enough for three months to start. Then if you have Mm -hmm. to take a look, if you have to take a little break, take your break, but then make sure you come back sooner than later because a publicist, we don't want to have to keep reintroducing you. Mm. so you want to have a steady campaign and you want to plan for the long haul and i think having a publicist in the beginning before we even start will help you generate your rollout plan how should you release the music you know um because you don't you want to it has to be organized because music journalists they're they are trained to kind of receive information a certain way so we'll work your Spotify, we'll work your audio, your audio first, then we'll roll out into your music video. Then maybe we'll put out a creative original content piece. Then we'll do another single. Like it has to flow. Mm-hmm. And right, publicists right. will help you create that plan. Mm. A music publicist. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. because yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes we just hear publicists, right? Right, and right. So... Good point, yeah. Yeah, I have so many. I have a couple clients right now who are working with publicists who've never worked with musicians. And yeah. so I'm like, you know, you just gave all this money to somebody who doesn't really have the and it's not to say that they're not necessarily a good publicist, but, um, you know, you want somebody who works with musicians or who, you know, because that's where the relationships, you know, need to be. So, right. And also who works with music editors, right? Because we know their calendars, um, what they're looking for. And it just makes sense. Yeah. You, you, you've talked about it from a way different standpoint (laughs) than what I've heard. uh, (laughs) Many of the publicists that I've talked to and, and uh, it just shows me that, you know, you, that Kenya, of course, I I know, I know Kenya doesn't bring anybody that's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's that's not on top of their game and you are really on top of your game. I just, I just already hear it just in your thought process because many publicists will approach things uh, per project. So they'll just work on, you know, your, your release or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just like, okay. And, but you're talking about a longer term relationship and that's, and that oh, really yeah. makes a whole lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that's really, really, that's really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. And I, I mean, it's so funny because when we do these podcasts, well, I'm always writing my own personal notes. I'm like, hey, dang hey. it, I had Keisha on my list to be calling last <laughs> week and I still haven't called her. Jesus. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I, I think that's a really, again, progressive way because as I said, you know, I've, I have worked with a few, a few publicists and everybody kind of had their own, you know, little niche and their, yes. their pros and, and their cons. Mm-hmm. But I do think for independent artists, there is this, <clears throat> you know, this unique space because they don't, I mean, when you mentioned about if you don't have a buzz already and you're trying to create that, you know, there's a, 
there's something else that you have to be able to do. You can't just, you know, I mean, you can, I guess, approach those relationships that you already have and just as a favor, you know, okay, bring this person in. Um, But that campaign being a, a total, let's look at your whole, you know, career here and, and so forth. So I think that's, I, I agree, Will, that's a unique. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's fresh and it's it's inspiring, but uh, I want to get also to, um, to some numbers since we're in making money in the music business, we talk about budget and we talk about try to uh, focus your, what your budget is, is going to be going forward because you do have to invest in your career. And um, I want, uh, folks out there to know what to expect in terms of if, what what level of uh, public publicist um, involvement what they're gonna they're pay what they're gonna pay for and then okay. we we've already talked about what it what it is and how important yeah. it is but uh, so so maybe the the early level indie artist trying to build a following what mm-hmm. would they expect to pay in terms of like a publicist anywhere between fifteen hundred twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I would run away from anything more than that. And, and you're, when you say that, you mean for a three month campaign or per month or six per month, month how, per, per month, month, gotcha. per month. Mm-hmm. um, anything more than that, I would definitely run away from that. Um, and if someone wants to lock you in and say, okay, well it's 1500 a month, but we have to do a three month minimum. I would stray mm-hmm. away from that as well. Me personally. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because see, see, Keisha, that's the common thing. <laughs> that's the common thing that we hear as artists. Yeah. I had somebody say a six month obligation and I'm no, like, no, oh. I mean, to me, that doesn't make sense because you might only have two singles at the time. Right. So, right. you know, you're expected to put out all this content. And to me, what happens is artists end up paying and not getting any work done because they don't have anything to be worked when they're locked mm. in for so long. So yeah. I don't like that yeah. either. I just say take it month by month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I thank you will for asking that because I know that's the first thing on everybody's brain. When we say the word publicist, how much is that going to cost? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I guess I have seen, I would say the majority of when I'm coaching artists, they're, they're getting quoted fees you know, 500, usually more around the 500 to, to well, that's the thing. You don't want to go too low because then you're like, is this person really experienced yeah. because they're not even giving me a competitive rate? Um, right. You don't want to go too low and then you don't want to be hustled too high. So if right. it's somewhere within 1500 to 2,500, you're safe. Okay. okay. And, and I'll just go ahead and explain it for folks because uh, some people may say that, well, that's what it cost me to make the CD, um, <laughs> you know, and they and, and right. they, they will say that, well, that's, you know, that's what it costs to do this and that. And, and really, you you do have to invest in the, the promotion of your business because yeah. that's that's how you get money from your the, se- the sale and the, the use of your product. And and you never know if you get a product, uh, a song placed in a commercial, if you get a song placed on a on a movie you've made that money back like 20 fold. Right. And just going back to streaming, I mean, you have artists that pay thousands for a music video that doesn't even get any views. We're living in an age right now where we can work the Spotify. 
you know, so you don't mm-hmm. even have to pay for the video. Let's wow. work to Spotify first, get the buzz going, get the numbers up. Once you can recoup a little bit, then go back and make the video. Right. You sound like my husband right now. Um, and he's, like, and he's nowhere near. He's nowhere near the music business. But I'm in the process, and I will be calling you, Keisha. Like, no, we don't even have to call when we end this. We we have a whole other conversation that we we have to talk about. But um, it's no secret. I'm about to release some new stuff. I haven't told you yet because I'm just I'm kind of waiting. I I love when I reach out to my team of people. I always want them to hear what it is so that they're not just thinking, "Ooh, I got a new song and it's good and." Get ready. You know, I, I always like you to have the song so you can be like, OK, yeah, this is this is going to be good or I can work with this or whatever. But at any rate, um, my husband was say, we were tr- I'm trying to decide, will we do a video for this? Will we not? And he was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do no video because you need to make some money. And then when you, if, if the song buzzes, everybody loves it and it's all this then you can go make your video. But right now we're not making a video. And I'm like, okay, yep, you're right. Yeah. All right, Dr. Johnson, you know, cause <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, you brought up the streaming and I, I want right. to, this is, you have a very, I haven't talked to a publicist and it's not to say that I talked to so many publicists, but I think you have um, kind of a unique spin on what you do regarding streaming um, for, mm-hmm. for artists. So if maybe you can, discuss that a little bit, what your relationship is to that and how you, I guess, pitch for artists in in terms of getting on Spotify list. Okay. Well, um, just the whole landscape of it all is, you know, when you're thinking about PR, people want to be on vibe.com. They want to be on rolling out. They want to be on various media outlets. And that was really popular, you know, a couple years ago. And then the conversation shifted you know, how can I be on this R&B soul playlist on Spotify, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because the industry shifts, I would say now every two years, there's always something new. So Mm -hmm. I had to shift my thinking and instead of just pitching music journalists, which I still do, of course, that's the core of what I do. I also had Mm -hmm. to make relationships with different curators over at Spotify, Apple Music and got kind of get in there to see what programs that were available um, to get the artist, to get the artist. There. Um, mm. It's really the same approach is a little bit more personal because mm. you're dealing with a programmer. So they're not going to take to like a media blast or anything like that. It's really getting on the phone, talking to them, making sure that they hear the record, scheduling the artist for a visit there so they can play the record for the team. So um, it's kind of shifted there. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome because, yeah. you know, I, I think I hear a lot of, you know, I see a lot of independent artists like, come on, everybody, put me on your playlist, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Lord, that ain't going to get you nowhere, <laughs> you know? And it so, definitely you know, has to be handled professionally, just like anything else. Um, you have the top tier curators that actually work for the companies. And then you have, you know, independent influencers that just have, maybe they have 10,000 followers on their playlist. You know, we get a Mm -hmm. couple of those and you're still making an impact on the streams. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. It's, 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 it's crazy. I got a question. (laughs) I I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, uh. 
you know, we're we're from the oldest old school, so we're we're used to the the, the old way of doing stuff. Well, I just feel, is, I just feel like I'm hanging on. I tell you, like I don't know if I'm gonna make it after the playlist phase. Like I, I was gonna say, I mean, being on old school is just being a year old. I mean, like it's yeah. not hard to be old school anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can make it past this one now. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I have a okay. So, quick question. Um. Are the most of the music that you pitch is there a certain genre that you kind of try to just stick within in order to build those relationships or could you kind of take anybody from any space of music um i've taken others but you know i would say the muscle is r&b and hip-hop mm-hmm. you know because um, a lot of these urban programmers you know all of your urban kind of contacts just stick with you and we rode with each other over the years. Mm. So thankfully everyone is still doing really great things and they're moving around. So that's pretty much mm. right. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. It's kind of like how radio programmers, it's almost like you have to service, you know, that's what, what you just described to me yes. reminds yeah. me yes, yes. of what you do to get your song placed on radio. Yeah. It's exactly the same. It's yeah. Exactly it's exactly uh, what it yeah. is. Yeah, but it's a different different um, venue, different uh, delivery system, and it, it's uh, really interesting how this this has come about. But also, I I, I guess because there's a couple of ideas and uh, questions formulated in my head. But I was thinking, is there for for people who are trying to get into that type of uh, line of work, um, is how I mean, of course, you do the internship and you you know you'll go in and meet folks, um, but may, maybe you've gotten in on a small level. Are there any conferences that folks go to? Are there any um, any meets or, or events that go to any Grammy events? Or are there, are there any any things that a lot of these uh, either playlists, um, curators, or uh, blog journalists, or is there anything like that out there that people are sort um, of congregating? Yes, they Spotify definitely has a couple of conferences that they do um, where you can okay. meet. Um, the curators. I've seen a couple of those funnel around. Okay. Um, mm. They do also have their own company events. A lot of that is invite only. Um, okay. But a lot of people are really just out and about. And honestly, everybody lives all over the place now because of technology and things. Right. Um, yeah. But I do think it's important as anyone in the music industry, you know, if it's Grammy weekend or BET weekend, I do try to schedule time to be out there that week. Cause that's one right. place where I know everyone's going to be, and we can have some FaceTime and off the phone and off the computer. Right. So definitely yeah. that's like investing in yourself right there. Yeah. I, I tell my, my students this all the time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad somebody else is telling them. <laughs> Yes, I I mean, we tell I've been to I guess I've been technically to just two Grammys, but but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm there because of the, you know, that's yes, there's so many. Yeah. And if you're like, you know, you don't want to actually pay for the ticket. There's so many surrounding events Events. that you can go to that are half the price that everyone's going to be at as well. Like YouTube typically has an event. Um, mm-hmm. Essence usually has a brunch. They're just different things you just RSVP for. Yeah. yeah. Freely. Awesome. Thank goodness. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. I had a, just kind of one more 
well, maybe two more, but I have one question I want to, when you were talking about, you know, pitching, trying to get songs, artist songs on playlists, can it, is it always, it need because when I get my Spotify list, I mean, I'm getting songs on my little Discover Weekly that were released years ago. I mm-hmm. just might be my first time hearing it. Um, so when you're pitching an artist, you ever, can you go back and maybe something that was released two years ago or a year ago, maybe it wasn't, it's not currently be, being released. Is that ever a tactic or is like, no, we really need to just stick with what you're currently releasing? Right. Um, yeah, they like to stick currently, but they might not pick it up at first. So right. I've done my, I've, I'll do due diligence, you know, like I'll give it to them the first time and then they'll say, um, I don't know about now, you know, keep me updated on the progress and you've just opened up a gate because now I'm going to update you, you know? So throughout weeks, throughout months, I update, okay, well, the song's here now. The numbers are here now. We got placed here now. And then once they kind of see it moving, even if it's like four weeks, you know, a month later, then they'll add it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Perfect. I didn't mention this, Will, but I did have one of them. I have a Facebook Live group, a, a private group of singers where we're doing monthly kind of coaching. And one of the members actually sent in a question. And ironically, it kind of fit into what I knew we were going to be talking about um, today. So I want to ask you, um, she said that I recently received a notice of intention to obtain a compulsory license to make or record one of her songs from Spotify. Can you shed some light on what this means? Hmm. So when you're getting, do you know what? Because I said, I'm not sure if I know what that means. Say the question again. Say say the question. I recently received a notice of intention to obtain a compulsory license to make or record one of my songs from Spotify. Can you shed some light on what that means? Who uh, Um, from, does she say who it was from? See, she didn't say so. I, and I think I was assuming something else. But now that I'm reading it out loud, that could just be anybody that heard her song. Right. And they're wanting to. Yeah. It's, somebody it somebody wants to record her song. A compulsory license is basically you. Uh, we're all as as artistic creators. We're always all compelled, you know, governmentally to uh, to allow someone to uh, broadcast and and um, play our, our music. But to make it, to remake it, uh, it had her that's music. Like a, that's like a license of, for a cover type of deal, right? Yeah, like, it's a cover. It's a cover. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, but but it she has to have she, as a copyright holder, she has the uh, the first right to record it and publish it, publish it. So unless she's rec- well, she, so she's recorded it and put it on Spotify. Um, right. She's she's done it first, and so somebody now wants to cover it. Um, gotcha. so she has to have, uh, I don't know if, if she's, um, in with, uh, well, I don't know who she released it or distributed no, she, from. She said that she alone owns the copyright and right. she's a co-author and co-publisher. Now that I've read it out loud, it doesn't relate to what we're saying. So I'm glad I read yeah. it out loud, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but then the question I was having in my mind though, I have gotten notifications from Spotify saying, you know, directly from Spotify saying, Basically, this song we've selected to be put on, um, you know, on a list and we're just getting this is kind of our formal 
kind of asking permission. This is our signature, you know, signing off. We're all good. We're going to be putting this on. Does that sound familiar to anybody or was I bamboozled? I, I was like, oh, wow, my song, it, it, it read kind of weird, but it was from Spotify. I don't know if they have to notify you um, in some cases or what. I don't know. It was it was I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I know. Keith, do you know, Keisha? Because I, I, I can don't. say something. Okay. Once you get into yeah. licensing and stuff, I'm just, I don't know. That's another yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other world. Yeah. All right, so but, back but to yeah, what Keisha I, does. I can <laughs> tell you just real briefly that uh, that if, if any company is trying to use, use your music, um, they either have to pay a license for it. Um, they right. can't just blanketly use it. <laughs> so, right, right, uh, right. So uh, I, I, I didn't, I, I guess I have to hear again what the letter said, but... If um if they said that we chose your music to to do something, then um you should probably contact them and ask them um yeah how much you're gonna give me <laughs> right yeah I'll have to follow up exactly but yeah well I I you this has been so wonderful because you definitely um and I hope some publicists are <laughs> are listening to this because I don't know if I've and I I feel like I've talked to you know, a nice number of publicists. And I wonder, I know that every publicist is always kind of on a grind, especially if you're freelance and you're, you know, just kind of trying to broaden your scope of, you know, your practice. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's, that's fantastic. Are you now in terms of taking clients, do you, are you kind of like on lockdown or how do you market yourself as a publicist and in your, within your own business? Um, well, I only have two hands and <laughs> <laughs> I can't do too many at the same time because you have to give each person ample attention. Yeah. So I just play it towards the month people they'll send inquiries and if I can do it and the music is good I think that they're a quality artist yeah I'll do it yeah gotcha gotcha Gotcha. well that's a really great position to be put in also that you can select you know yeah I had to build up to this point you know I I did my share of working like the little Roros and all that page of dues (laughs) (laughs) Right, oh, right, yeah. right. And so, yeah, everybody is building. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. developing. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, we're well, we're gee, at that, that yeah. point of the podcast. <laughs> I know we... where we're going to be wrapping up. Well, if there, I don't know if you can let Keisha. I don't know if there's any social media that people can follow you, or is there anything you want to share? Sure. Um, in case people want to keep you in mind, um, on share. Instagram, I am at. Digital quiche. Mm, digital okay. quiche. Okay. K K I S H. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you guys follow Keisha because she's doing, you know, she's all quiet and calm here, but she's she's been a really wonderful, I know, like I said, probably one of the best publicists that I've worked with. And now that you've really explained, I see why. I see exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. why. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And I, I think we met kind of through somebody else. It was kind of an organic, you know, somebody who mm-hmm. knew somebody who knew somebody. And um, which, not, you know, is just another emphasizer to listeners, you know, relationships, relationships. Yeah, and keep them. That goes all the way back to like the first point. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be per project. You know, you want to build with people because as you build up, they build up and you guys can accomplish more things together. 
together. Right. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Keisha. And, Thanks uh, for yeah, having we'll... me. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun and informative, yep. like greatly informative. So we appreciate you. And uh, this is episode 55, right? 55. Five. Five, five. Yeah, 55. Five, five. Wow, you guys okay. are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying slowly yeah, but surely we're, as we we're said building. building building and building <laughs> uh, okay well awesome Great. Well, well thanks a lot well I guess we'll see everybody uh, next week next week yep alright Thank, okay. thanks a lot take care bye bye thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode please leave us a comment on our page If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.